0: You're listening to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Matt Gunn, joined today by Jenny Reese from Infor Retail. Hi, Jenny.
1: Hi, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I have a little story to tell you. Oh, great. Let's hear it. (laughs) So, I'm part of a wine subscription service and I also use a cosmetics subscription service. So, I love the convenience of them. I love that someone else is doing the choosing for me based on my preferences and maybe giving me things that I couldn't get in my local store. And Let's face it, I just love getting a surprise in the mail. It's like that feeling when you're a little kid and all you want is mail and now all you get is bills. So it's nice to get a lipstick or something. So anyway, my cosmetic subscription service, I got my box, as I always do, every month on time. But then I got an email from the company that said, we're having some trouble locating a bunch of orders. We don't know where they all are. And I'm thinking, well, I got mine and yet I still got this email. So the email basically says here's what we know. (laughs) We know the package has left the warehouse. What we don't know is where the hell it is. (laughs) And what we're going to do is we're just going to get tracking next month and hopefully everything will be okay from here. So I just thought it was a really interesting supply chain breakdown story, especially since I got the box and I still got the email, which shows me that they don't even know which customers have received them or not.
0: That's really a Pretty interesting problem to have, right? It's like the age-old supply chain question of where's my stuff and when am I going to get paid or whatever. But (laughs) they don't even know who their customers are, really. And here they are with this service that should be really repeatable and that has this large database of people who are receiving boxes. They can't track it. Wow.
1: That's crazy. I know. And this is a huge company, I mean, who shall remain nameless. And I've had a great experience with them, you know, thus far, but... I don't know. It gave me a little pause about how they can make such a personalized service. Like I have blonde hair. They send me things for people with blonde hair. You know, they know things about me. They have my profile. And yet they don't have the information to know if I've gotten my stuff, if anyone else has gotten their stuff. And, you know, what's to stop this from happening again?
0: And that keys in on a lot of big challenges, I think, that retailers are facing today or that a lot of the subscription business models are facing today too right like this is becoming a bigger and bigger thing there's how many subscription services in the cooking and grocery delivery world right now countless yeah i subscribe to one of those famous ones and you know what happens when one ingredient is missing Messes up the whole thing. Right. And it takes away from the whole purpose of subscribing in the first place, where it's supposed to be repeatable, where you're supposed to be able to rely on it, where you're getting exactly what you need, or maybe a couple little treats here and there. And you don't have to go through the inconvenience of visiting a store or anything else. That is the store. That's the whole right. thing. The
1: retail experience comes to you. And it's personalized. And I realize these are champagne problems. <laughs> like, they are. God forbid, you mm-hmm. know, I don't get my blonde shampoo in time. Or, you know, this Pinot Noir is a little too fruit forward for me. But I guess it begs the question... How do you personalize at scale? And once you do learn how to personalize at scale, like I would say these cosmetics companies, the wine company I use uses an algorithm based on my flavor profile, my preferences to choose things for me. So you can personalize, I mean, I'm doing air quotes at scale, but if you're delivering that experience, how can you be sure that it's always consistent? Because I think you're right. That's what people are looking for is consistency.
0: Right. And from a supply chain perspective, You really have to not only have that picture of the data or picture of the customer, but it goes way upstream in the supply chain, where all of a sudden you're dealing with a complex set of suppliers. You have to be able to plan this stuff well ahead of time, right? Because a lot of this is shipping from overseas, it's going to be gathered somewhere, and then handpicked for you or selected for multiple
1: suppliers,
0: multiple suppliers and into one box that gets then shipped and delivered to your door every month. So there's a lot of things to be able to drive that repeatability to be able to keep a consistent experience to make sure that the customer feels special and valued because they do have choice. I mean, it's like a store, you can go to another subscription box too if you wanted to, of
1: course, yeah, there's plenty of competition out there.
0: But shoot, we look at some of the data. And then here's a Thing that we learned earlier this year from Kurt Salmon, but retailers and shippers in general still rely on manual reports, phone calls, emails, what have you, to figure out where a product is or what its status is. That's what three out of four retailers is in that position right now. So to get visibility, you go into this process of making a phone call, hoping the other person's there, sending an email, not knowing who it's going to, then filling out a, you know, Excel spreadsheet so that you have that information recorded somewhere.
1: The mind melter.
0: (laughs) And those are pretty complex. All of a sudden, you know, it takes you three days to figure out where it is.
1: I guess that's why I was so surprised is because it seems like a company of this size and with this kind of reach and the ability to personalize on this level at this scale would have a system in place. Like I was shocked to see that they don't even... Like, what kind of software, what kind of technology are they using to track all this stuff? Like, is everything networked? Clearly not, you know. So it also begs a question, like, okay, well, how do I know that these products, if you don't have visibility across your supply chain and the multiple supply chains within your supply chain because you're pulling from so many different vendors or suppliers in this case, then how do I know that those suppliers are practicing sustainable supply chain whatever, you know? How do I know they're not... Some five-year-old in a foreign country is not making this shampoo bottle for me. I don't know because you clearly don't know. So then how much trust can I put in a company that is telling me in writing that they have no visibility across their supply chain?
0: Right. And how easy is it to then change your mind and find someone else? Right. It's always going to be that someone else waiting to take your business.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm getting ads all the time. Once you're in, you're in. That's (laughs) right.
0: But I guess what, some of this is just the effect of having a really great front end, like their marketing, obviously, very yeah, well, it's true. wherever yeah. you are, they have beautiful websites, they have some technology that lets you fill out, you know, a questionnaire or a form or build a profile over time, maybe even a little machine learning in there that gets to know you better the more that you're subscribed. Mm-hmm. All this is on the front end and a CRM to keep track of it, right?
1: Right. It's the makeup of the company. H-haw. And that's the whole
0: thing, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the actual business of getting it to you, that's a little bit ad hoc. That's a crazy thing it to think about, to it? seems to be,
1: yeah. It seems to be.
0: But it doesn't have to be that way.
1: <laughs> it's sort of like dating in New York City. <laughs> as long as the package is pretty, that's right. all that matters.
0: Right. And shows up at your doorstep for <laughs> a reasonable time. I mean, we do have the MTA to deal with here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Within an hour. Right. Give or take.
0: But it begs the question... If you're doing all that work to set up and prop up your business model, this new business model where your store is what shows up at the door once a month or twice a month or what have you, how are you servicing it on the back end? And so it's a big problem and you don't want to admit defeat, but you do have to own it when you make a mistake. And that costs you a lot of money because all of a sudden you lose a subscriber or you have to ship something very quickly overnight right. it to that person so yep. that they have it. Or you have to do the forensics to figure out who didn't get that package at all among a yeah. subscriber base of tens of thousands knows, or yeah. millions or whatever.
1: And then if you want to you know, make it up to your customers to try to retain that, like they say, it's easier to keep an existing customer than to earn a new one. That's cheaper and easier. So to even maybe give them some sort of like, compensation, a free box, a free product, something like that, even that incurs a huge cost for them. So by not investing you know, in the back end, yeah, it's all pretty up front, but in the long run, you're going to end up spending way more money.
0: Absolutely. I think the point in all this is the supply chain matters a lot. And this is time to, as you're setting up these services, make sure that you have some connectivity to your supplier base, to your logistics providers, so that you can see what's happening, and kind of anticipate a problem before it becomes a problem. Right. Because now
1: your customers can see it, too.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: in the old days, the shelf was empty. Oh, well. Like, we don't know. Maybe everyone just bought them all. It was such a popular product.
0: Right. It's like... Now we know. Like, when you host an event, right, it could be complete chaos happening behind the curtain as long as what's in front, what the customer is looking at, (laughs) is perfect and beautiful and has the right music and a presenter that doesn't stutter too much. Everything else is okay.
1: Right. We don't care how the sausage is made. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Presentation matters a lot. And, you know, so do those little mistakes that happen when you're not connecting to the rest of your supply chain. So are there any other things that we need to talk about with that issue? Like what's another kind of tip that we could give a business that's doing the subscription model?
1: I guess I would say for me, one of the biggest issues, and I know a lot of like, as consumers are getting savvier and savvier about The things that they buy, sustainability is huge. So like I said before, I want to know that the products that I'm getting, you know, they're not tested on animals and they're coming from somewhere that's like environmentally sound. The shipping methods are like, there's a couple meal subscription services, some other things that I've quit using because the packaging was so overwhelming to me and it was, it just seemed so incredibly wasteful that I've actually written letters to the company saying like I'm not going to use your service anymore because the packaging is superfluous. Keep it lean, you know? So I want something that runs lean as well. I mean, for me to get 5 bottles of wine every month, I mean, there's a certain carbon footprint that comes along with that. So I'm aware of that and yeah, I'm part of the problem clearly because I need my wine but <laughs> and my makeup. <laughs> right. Cuz I can't be bothered to walk to the store god forbid. But I think sustainability is a huge part of it. And if you can't see, you know, what's going on in your own backyard, then who knows what's going on across the world with all this stuff that you're shipping in?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe we're around the industry a lot, but this is pretty true among a lot of customers is what we see is that they know more about you and care more about the way that your products are sourced and delivered and everything else that you risk a lot when you can't see what's going on
1: yeah one pr blunder and you are out of business that's right like you have a factory somewhere in the third world making stuff you know child labor whatever it could be <laughs> sewing soccer balls who knows mm-hmm. i mean that could destroy a company overnight
0: yeah absolutely and it, it has and we've seen examples of it too where yeah. that brand is such a fragile thing and it takes a lot to build it up and one little problem brings the whole thing crashing down yeah so good stuff i think that something that we Key in on is the customers are more aware than ever that when you do make a mistake and when it becomes visible, it becomes a problem, and that the supply chain connects to a lot of things that matter at the front end. It's not just about the presentation. It's about showing your work, showing that you can deliver, and showing that you can be consistent and reliable and repeatable, especially as we move into new business models like subscription services.
1: Yes. As all women know, optics are important.
0: (laughs) It matters a lot, folks. You heard it here on Supply Chain Radio. Thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast network. And if you do listen to us regularly and like us, please leave us a review. We'd appreciate it very much. If you have any news, tips, or any other details you'd like to share with us, shoot us an email, scr.podcast at info.com. Thanks for listening.